I'm going to need you to uh, help me today. I've got a word I want you to say. I'll explain what the word means a little shortly. And it's a, it's a Hebrew word. And uh, when you say the word, you, it sounds like you're clearing your throat. Got <sighs> to get that sound. <sighs> you know, got to get that sound. And the, the word is kazakh. Yeah, can you say that? Kazakh. Sounds good, doesn't it? Eh? Kazakh. Oh, well, that wasn't very strong. I'll tell you what it means in a moment. Then you'll realize we've got to say it a little stronger than that. It's like, just imagine you're clearing your throat. Kazakh. There you go. Wonderful. Okay, I want you to open your Bible with me in Luke 9.51. Our theme for Father's Day is strength. Kazakh means be strong. Be strong. I want to read with you just a verse from Jesus who showed tremendous strength. And Luke chapter 9 and verse 51. Came to pass, the time had come for him to be received up. Time had come for Jesus to go to the cross. And you can imagine Jesus had three years of ministry, and now he's facing the purpose why he came. He came to reveal what God is like, but he came also to go to the cross, that he might represent us, that he might break the power of sin that had ruled over mankind for generations, break the curses that had worked in family lines for generations, break the power of demonic spirits of people. Jesus set his face towards Jerusalem. He set his face to fulfill his destiny. He set his face towards the cross. Notice what it says there. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered the village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But the Samaritans rejected him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. Sometimes we think or have wrong concepts of what Jesus is like. The Bible tells us that God is revealed in the person of Jesus. And so Jesus uh, reveals himself as the Lamb of God. A lot of Christians see Jesus as a lamb. They focus on him in the manger. They focus on the child, the infant child. They focus on him as the Lamb of God. And it's true, he is the Lamb of God. He has a loving, caring, gentle nature. That is the nature of a lamb. Loving, caring, playful, friendly. And so Jesus came to us with a lamb nature. He came as a person who was gentle and caring, compassionate for people. But there was another aspect to his nature. There's another aspect. Although he was uh, by nature a lamb, he also wore the face of a lion. He also wore the face of a lion. There were times when Jesus steadfastly set his face. In this particular story here, or part of the scripture, Jesus is going to the cross. He sets his face to fulfill his destiny. He sets his face like a lion face. Nothing will stop him. He goes into a city, and the people there rejected him, and they rejected him because he had the face of a lion. He was set on his life destiny and purpose. Nothing not the opinions of people, not the feelings of his friends, not the opposition he faced, not the pain of the cross. Nothing could stop him. He was resolute like a lion. And so there's an aspect of what Jesus is like, is very lion-like. The lion comes to advance a kingdom against all opposition. And so there's a part of our nature when we come to Christ, which is to be lamb-like, 
gentle, loving, compassionate, but also we are called to represent him as the one who is the lion of the tribe of Judah, the one who prevails against all opposition, hatred, bitterness, anger, cynicism, religiosity, indifference. Jesus prevailed against it all. You and I are called to prevail as well. Why don't you have a look with me in David's army in 1 Chronicles chapter 12. You see a similar kind of thing there. In 1 Chronicles chapter 12, the Bible tells us of a season in uh, Israel's history when a transition was taking place. Saul, Saul was supposed to represent and carry the purpose of God into his life and into the nation. But Saul was very self-willed. He didn't want God to rule over him. Saul wanted and had his own mind, his own will. As a part of Saul and every one of us, we want to do things our own way. But God raised up another who would be on the throne. Saul wanted to do his life his own way. It's like many of us, before we come to Christ, all we have in mind is we're going to do what we want, the way we want, when we want it, how we want it. And that was what Saul was like. And God raised up someone who would rule. That one who would rule was David. David is a picture of Jesus Christ. And so there was a time when the kingdom was changing from the self-rule, self-centeredness, self-orientation of Saul to now a man after the heart of God, someone who would fulfill God's will in the earth, King David. Now, I want to see what kind of men join themselves to David. Look at this. It says in verse 8, Now Gadites joined David in the stronghold in the wilderness. These were the men that came and joined themselves to King David. This is the nature of people who join themselves to Jesus Christ. Friends, Christianity is not called to be wimpy. If you're a dad, you're not called to be a wimpy dad, called to be strong. Look at these men, mighty men who joined themselves to David, mighty men of valor, men trained in the battle, men who could handle the shield and the spear, whose faces were like the faces of lions. Look at that. The men who joined themselves to David, their countenance, what they were like, the, the attitude they had was one of a lion, one who prevailed, one who was strong. Verse 17, David went out to meet them and said, if you've come peacefully to me to help me, my heart is united with you. And if you betray me to my enemies, since there's no wrong on my hands, may God, the God of our fathers, look and bring judgment. And the spirit of Amasai came upon Amasai, the chief of the captains, and he said, we are yours, David. We're on your side. Peace to you. Peace to you. Peace to your helpers, for your God helps you. And David received them and made them captains. I want to just bring out only one aspect, and that is this, that those men who came, they joined themselves to David. They recognized what God was doing. They recognized the anointing on David. They recognized he was man, God's man for the hour, that he was one come to advance a coming kingdom, one who would restore a nation, and they joined themselves and said, we're with you. God is looking for people today that will join themselves to Jesus Christ, that will join themselves to His purpose, join themselves to the great cause of Christ to change and restore a nation. In his day, David totally restored the nation, changed it, advanced the kingdom, made the nation of Israel a, a nation that stood out in the world. And so these men were mighty men of valor. Now, what you find, of course, is that right through the Bible, there is the theme of being strong. Right through the Bible, in the Old Testament, 
there were battles fought, natural battles against natural enemies. Jesus came to teach us that the real battle is not against something outside you. The real battle is against sin. The real battle is against invisible spiritual powers. Jesus came to be our David. He came to represent us, came to lead us, came to challenge us to be strong. I want to show you in the Bible several places where this uh, call or cry was the battle cry of Israel. Today, our theme is strength, or in Maori, kiakaha, be strong. But in the Old Testament, it was kazak, be strong. And so when they went into battle, the cry would go out, kazak, be strong. And that battle cry comes right down through the Bible. I'll just quote you a few of the verses where it comes out. Let's have a look at the first one. Then I'll just list a few others for you. Then we'll finish up and look in the New Testament. Deuteronomy 31. Deuteronomy 31. Of course, you may not feel that you're very strong, but God strengthens us. Look at this. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. Now there's a change in generation. Moses has come to the end of his life. He's delivered the people out of, his, out of Egypt. And now there's a new day come, a day of going in to possess promises, a day of conquering, a day of obtaining things that God had promised. Now, in every generation, there are things God promises. God makes promises to you and me, promises about our relationships, promise about our life, promise about our finance, promise about blessings in our lives. Notice what Moses has to say. He's 120 years old, but he's still pretty strong. Look what he says, verse 6. Be strong, Kazakh, and be of good courage, Amats. It's a great cry they had in the Old Testament. Kazakh, be strong. Why? Because it's the Lord your God is with you. He is the one who goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 7, the Moses called Joshua and said to him inside of all of Israel, Be strong, Kazakh, be of good courage, Amats. You must go with this people into the land the Lord has sworn their fathers to give them, and you will cause them to inherit it. So God calls his people to be strong. Why? Because it requires strength to take hold of what God promised you. You can choose to live a life of defeat. You can choose to live a life of uh, poverty. You can choose to live a life below what God promised. Or you can, Kazakh, be strong. Kiagaha, be strong on the inside and arise to get hold of what God says is yours. Freedom from sin. Freedom from shame. Freedom from the power of the oppressor. Freedom, joy, liberty. There's so many things God promises, but to have them requires strength. Be strong. Kazakh. Throughout the Bible, God speaks of the same thing. Be strong. Joshua 1.7. Let's have a look there. It's repeated back to Joshua as he begins to face the challenge of possessing what God says. Young people, God has promises ahead for you. He wants to put dreams in your heart, visions in your heart, wants to lay possibilities out before you. But in order to receive them, it'll require Kazakh. Be strong on the inside because it'll take some resolution on your part to arise and say, I'll have what God has purposed for me. Notice what he says, Joshua 1, 7, verse 7. 
Be strong and very courageous. Kazakh, kiha. Be strong, courageous, that you may observe to do all according to the law which Moses commanded, that you may prosper. So it says you want to prosper? Get God's Word in your heart. Get God's ways in your heart. Learn to live a life that honors God. It takes strength to do what God says. It takes an inner resolve, an inner rising up, an inner standing up to follow God's way instead of following the crowd. It doesn't take any strength to follow the crowd. It takes strength to do things God's way. Strength. Kazakh. Strength. Rise up to the promises God has for you. Kazakh. Rise up and begin to do what God says for you to do. In 1 Chronicles 28 and verse 10, Solomon uh, is just about to take up his leadership, and his father David says, Kazak, be strong, my son. Build a house for God. It takes strength to build. Strength to build a good marriage. Strength to build a good family. Strength to build a financial base. Strength to build a legacy. You have to remain determined and purposeful and focused if you're going to build something. A lot of people, all they want to do is just receive blessing. But God wants you to come beyond there and become a builder. To become a builder for God, you'll encounter resistance. You'll encounter difficulties. Kazakh, be strong. God is with you. You notice all the time you'll find the strength that they talk about is a strength God puts in you. You might think, well, I'm not very strong. But listen, when Almighty God gets inside you, notice what he said to Joshua. Be strong. Why? Because God, Almighty God is with you. Get it wrapped around you. Meditate in the Word. Almighty God who created heaven and earth is with you because He's with you. How can be strong? There's something on the inside. Strong to face up to the battles of life. Strong to face up to the channels. Why? Because God is with you. In Haggai, in 2 verse 9, he says the same thing. The city of Jerusalem has been broken down, and a group of people under the leadership of Zerubbabel have been called to come and rebuild the ruins very much like it is today. We see a generation who've let go the legacy of Christian principles. We see families and marriages broken down. It looks like it's impossible to change the nation and turn it around. But forever, anyone who'll hear the voice of God, anyone who's open to the prophetic spirit of God, I tell you, he's got something to say in this hour. Don't you go looking around at how bad it is. Don't you go looking around how many problems there are. Kiyokaha! Be strong, Kazaka. Be strong. Rise and work and build the house. That's what God spoke to Joshua, spoke to Zerubbabel. Arise, be strong and build. Build the house of God. Build a strong life. Build a strong marriage. Build a strong family. Build a strong community. God calls us to take promises. He calls us to arise and be builders, to work and to labor. It takes strength to build. Take strength to build a career. Take strength to build your character. Take strength to face up to difficulties and to stand in the midst of it all. Kazakh, be strong. Now, what about the New Testament? What does it say there? Let's have a look in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 13. 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 13. It's a great word, isn't it? Kazakh, be strong. It sounds like you're clearing your throat. Well, you are of all the defeat and fear and intimidation, all that kind of stuff. Look in 1 Corinthians. Let's get it. Here it is here. 
That was 1 Corinthians, man, I'll find it in a moment. Here it is, the same, it's the same challenge, except it's now in the New Testament. The same challenge that was in the Old Testament comes in the New. Here it is in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 13. And uh, I'll read it in a couple of versions. And uh, the King James Version goes like this. Watch, stand fast in faith, quit ye like men, be strong, Kazakh, be strong. See, the same cry that's been right through the Bible from one end to the other turns up again in the New Testament. The challenge to believers, the challenge to people who have received Christ, not to be living in intimidation and fear, not to be put down, not to live in the defeats of the past, but to arise believing what God has said about you and being strong on the inside. My, what an amazing challenge he has. Keep your eyes focused on, this is another version, it says, keep your eyes open for spiritual danger. Stand true to the Lord. Act like a man. Be strong. So we're challenged to have the nature of a lamb with the face of a lion. Be strong. Be strong in your spirit. Let me tell you a few areas where the Bible tells us to be strong. It's not just strong physically. It's not just strong in your mind. It's more than that. Let me give you a few verses that the Bible tells us where to be strong. This word, kazakh, it's a word literally means seize hold of something. Retain it and fix your grip on it. It's a word that means to get a hold of something. It's a deep inner resolve to lay hold. Done. Where you're called to be strong. Strong intimacy with Christ, strong in your relationship with Him. Not just be pumped up and highly motivated and have a strong will, but no, to find out of waiting in the presence of God, out of building intimacy with Him, a strength that comes into your same line that was in Jesus when He's inside you and you begin to meditate on His strength, that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, it's in you and quickens you. So He doesn't call us to try and Make ourselves hells of Almighty God that lies with this God who created the whole universe. His Spirit comes to live inside us. We can draw strength. God is in me. Most people are conscious of every other kind of thing. That God is in me. So Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Not your own strength. Most people just try hard. One of the difficulties in the cause we just so hard. When you try so hard, you're trying in your own ability and strength. We're called to put off our ability and strength and put on the strength of Almighty God. How do you do that? You do it in prayer. You do it in meditating in the Word. There is a strength He gives you. Paul said, I was pressed down beyond all measure. I nearly could quit on life itself, but God strengthened me. He said in another place, everyone left me, but God stood by me. You see, he was able to do amazing things because of the strength of Almighty God within him. Did you get a different spirit in you when you got saved? Did you get a different anointing or Holy Ghost in you to Paul? No, when you and I get born again, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead came into your life. We need to learn how to get filled with the Spirit every day, how to dwell in the presence of God, begin to receive His wisdom and His strength, and then resolve to live out of that. In another place, Paul says, be strong in faith. 
In other words, strong in your holding in your heart what God says to be true. In other places, he says, be strong in the grace found in Jesus Christ. Grace is God's power to do things through your life. So he says, don't be strong naturally. Don't be strong in just getting yourself all worked up. Don't be strong necessarily just in your mind. He says, be strong in the strength that only God can give, and he gives it to every believer. He gives it to every person. There's no partiality with God. You say, well, I'm facing these problems, facing these challenges. Well, you're probably trying it all in your own ability. Paul said, when I'm weak and at my weakest, then I lean in and discover the strength of God, and I'm my greatest. You see, so often we trust our own strength. So we read the Word of God. We try to do Christianity. We try to make it happen in our own strength. We try to be good and we find we can't. We try very hard. Well, now I'm a Christian. I should be like this. So we try to be this, try to be loving, and we find then we're snapping out. Uh, we find, try to be forgiving, and then we don't want to forgive. We try to be calm, and then we find we're angry. All kinds of things rise up. And so what, what many believers do is we just cover over how bad the corruption is. We pretend it's better or different than it is. And all that really we're covering is our own failures to try and live the Christian life. The Christian life is not making you better. The Christian life is not about repairing and trying to make you a better person. The Christian life is about your old life coming to death on the cross and a new life beginning inside you. Paul said, no longer I that live. It's Christ, that mighty Spirit of God, is living in me. That's who's doing the work. And so the key is being strong in faith, believing what God says. He says, you're a new creation. He says, you're forgiven. He says, you're accepted. He says, you're loved. He says, whatever you need to do, I am with you. But do you believe it? That's where the strength is needed, strength to hold on to what God says until it gets in our heart and we begin to live it out in our life. It's not trying to be a better person. You've already tried that, and it didn't work. I'm going to try God's way, eh? Try God's way. It's the strength of the indwelling in, in Christ. So we need strength. If we're going to be great believers, if we're going to follow Christ and represent Him, we need strength. If you're a man today, you need the strength of God in you. You need the strength of God's Spirit flowing as you believe His Word into your inner man so you come alive and you're full of God. That's what God wants us to be, full of Him, not full of internal resolve and willpower. You've already tried it. It didn't work. Well, I won't do that again. I won't. Oh, I did it again. Beginning of the year, the new year results. I'll give up this. I'll give up. I won't do the two days go by and you're back to your old patterns again. Why? Because you're trying it in willpower. God wants you to realize that Christ has already done the work. He's already overcome everything. Now he lives in you. Stop trying so hard. Begin to lean on the life of God within. Christ within you is the hope of his life manifesting, his glory manifesting. So if you're a man here, we're called to hold fast onto Christ, not onto everything else. Hold fast the Lord. Hold fast his word. Be strong to overcome lust, to overcome fear, to overcome intimidation. It takes strength to build a great family, strength to build a great marriage, strength to work it out day by day. 
Don't think that it just happens because you come up in an altar call or go to a seminar. Day by day, you build the future. Day by day, you overcome. Day by day, you have a choice every day to be strong today. Not strong in your own strength, strong in the Lord. Strong in the Lord. Strong to speak the truth. Strong to hold your commitments. Strong to be a person of integrity. Strong to be honest in your financial dealings. Take strength to do all of those things. And it's not our strength. There is a strength that God gives. Lord, in my own strength, I can't do this. But I thank you for your strength filling me. This is what Paul wrote. He said, I can do all things that God wants me to do through Christ who puts strength in me. Kikar, be strong. Kazakh, be strong. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Be strong in faith. Be strong in the grace of God. Why? There are promises to take. There are blessings to receive. There are marriages to be built, families to be built, a community to be changed. And what God is looking is not some sweet, tender people. He's looking for people who are soft and compassionate in their heart, but have faces like a lion, purposing to fulfill their destiny in Christ. What a great challenge for us. Kazakh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His mind. Let's close our eyes right now. Perhaps you're trying to do life on your own. It's hard doing life on your own. Hard every day trying to overcome old tendencies, old patterns. But Jesus Christ went to the cross of Calvary, representing you and me. And at the cross, he broke the power of sin totally. You don't have to live in sin and defeat. Christ has broken its power. And when you receive the Spirit of Christ into you, when you receive Jesus Christ, God's Spirit comes into your life. There is a new life in you has begun. And that new life is an overcoming life. Jesus overcame everything. Every situation, every circumstance, He overcame it, and He and you can overcome. He can make you the man you're called to be, because He is that man. We're called to be like Christ. Soft, gentle, loving, compassionate, tender, caring, nurturing, but strong, resolute, determined, able to stand on what we believe is right. Able to stand and live for a cause. Able to stand and build great marriages, great families. Able to stand and be community builders. Well, that's what we're called to. That's what we're called to. I want you to keep your eyes closed. And I have a little track I want you just to listen to. Just could you put it up now? Just keep your eyes closed for a moment. Men, we were not made to live like most men. We were made to fight. We were made to strive. 
We were made to work. We were made to conquer. We were made to give ourselves for something that is eternal. Adam was given the command to do what? To go out and subdue. To bring everything in creation in harmony with the will of God. To do all his governing, all his things within the context of God's will. Now we live in a fallen world that lives in darkness and death. The kingdom of the evil one spread abroad throughout the land. You and I were not called to play video games. We were not called to sit in front of a television set. We were not called to give ourselves to trifles. We were called to advance a kingdom. To live with a passion, to fight for Him. And to only every once in a while drop our swords and look up for a smile. I want to fight. I don't want comfort. I don't want ease in Zion. Because the kingdom of God is built not by those who rest easily in Zion, but by those who go out into the streets and fight. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty. Intercessory prayer, the proclamation of the gospel and sacrificial love. Men, rise up, O men of God. Do what you were called to do. Be valiant and strong and know that it's going to cost you. You take your stand beside Jesus Christ and His cause and you watch the devil come after you, buffeting you from the outside and from the inside. But that's what war is about. And so He has given us a great commission to pace a room at night saying there is a place, there is a place where he is not worshipped, where he is not worshipped there is a place where he is not worshipped I cannot sleep, there is a place where he is not worshipped there is a place where the flag of Zion does not fly that's what we were made for to set aside our little temporal causes and to give ourselves to this one great battle. Just with our eyes closed now, I wonder if there's any person here today ready to give their life to Jesus Christ.